why am I here? Well, I'm here because Pastor Dan's not on. Um, I was going to say. That's why. Why are you asking this before? Oh, wait. I was just, this... I was curious to know why I was here, but he's not in. So I'm Britt Nipper sitting in with Pastor Ben Rudolph. Today, we are discussing some big life questions. Yeah, yeah. The questions of like, where did I come from? Where am I going? What's my purpose? Yes. Uh, these are questions that people ask, and a lot of times people don't have answers for them. That's right. Yeah, and, and that's one, one of the things. I, I brought this up in... Uh, one of my sermons a few weeks back, and and I got a lot of I've gotten a lot of feedback from it, and it's one of those things where you realize, oh yeah, this is a, something good to talk about. But to me, this is one of the easiest things to have spiritual conversations with people is understanding everyone has these big existential questions about life, and everyone at some point is asking one of these four questions, and so knowing that. The, the opportunities that, that are around us to have spiritual conversations really are way more than we think they are. So let me ask, before we dive into these, do you think sometimes people ask these questions without really wanting an answer? I do think that there's some people that that want to debate and not get the answers. Um, but what I have found is at the end of the day, there the, the, that percentage of people probably is in the single digits. Mm. I think there's far more per, people that... If you were to, if they were, if they were to take truth serum, this is one of these. They're like, yeah, that that's a question that bothers me. Now, what I would say is, there's a lot of people that numb themselves yeah. or distract themselves because these questions are bothering them. Uh, but but ever, I, I what I find in my conversations with people, especially non-believers, people who don't know Jesus. These are the questions that they think about on a regular basis. And these are think, think questions that Christians think about. And that yeah. we should, and, and that's the whole point is these four questions have to be answered by every human being. And most every human being does have an answer to these questions, but they're either not coherent or the, the answers they have are just not satisfying to their soul. And that's the opportunity for us as Christians to step in. Yeah, and I'm assuming that's because most people take uh, kind of a hodgepodge of all of the answers they've heard and yes. throw them together of like, well, maybe I'm going here, or maybe I'll end up here, yes. and, or if I'm good enough, maybe I'll end up here. And we've done the world religion things before, <laughs> and that's what it feels like. Is Really? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it is. Or what happens is they, people, um, they'll watch a movie, they'll watch Oprah, they'll do something like, oh, yes, that's it. And they'll try something, or they'll think they have an answer, but if, if they're pressed on it, they aren't really sure, and when that when that belief system has you know poked holes in it, you're like, oh man, what do I do now? Yeah. And so that these are these are things that are continually, you know, uh, being developed in people's minds and hearts. So what we're looking at today is is um, the four questions of where do I come from? Where am yeah. I going? Why am I here? Yep. And um, and what is true? The, yeah, what is true? What is yeah, true? Yeah. Yeah. What is true? So I mean, I think that so I, the person who who made these four questions, and I don't know if he came up with them or if he found them from somebody else, but I know the, the person that is usually um, given credit for for introducing these four questions, and the very person that I learned this from is from Ravi Zacharias. Now, I know we, you know, post his death, there's so much about his life that we would say yeah. is really tragic, and I think Dan and I have even had episodes where we talked about that. But at the end of the day, I, I have to admit that I learned so much from that from that man. And so I think that is truth is truth. Truth is truth, right? Even if a guy who did it, it we would not agree with his lifestyle. Yeah. But, you know, the way that he taught and and there's I'm sure there are thousands of people who are following Jesus today because of his mm-hmm. because of the instrumentation of God using him. But 
But when he he brought these up in a lot of his lectures, when he would go to to college universities or and I remember going. I remember taking a guy that I was discipling and who was not yet a believer, had a lot of these questions, philosophical questions, and Ravi Zacharias was speaking at Clemson University, or maybe it was, I can't remember what it was, one of these universities. And uh, so he and I found out about it. We were like, let's go. So we drove down um, the hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was, to get down there, Anderson, South Carolina, and we we watched we, we sat in the auditorium and we listened to him like probably 5000 people were there and it was a great night and he just answered all these questions and and but invariably he would always get to this these these four existential questions that everyone wants to know questions about origin where do i come from morality what is true and good purpose why am i here and destiny what's going to happen when i die where, where where am i going in life you know or what what's what's happens after death so um they, these are all four questions that I think all, all of us, and, and here's how I use it. It's not like, which one do I use? I think <laughs> I think what, what I learned is that a lot of Christians, and, and the reason I bring this up is why it's so important, is a lot of Christians, um, at least in my generation, it was always about, uh, and this came from Evangelism Explosion, you know, we ask the the question, what, hap- what, what will happen to, with you if you die? Mm-hmm. And so we always try to bring, we always try to make heaven the carrot. Yeah. I mean, that was the end of every yeah, every Sunday night, like, Wednesday don't night, Don't you Sunday want to go to heaven yeah. when you if die? If you get in a car wreck yeah, on the way you're home to tonight, die right where now. Are you, yeah. And, and yeah. I think, like, there are a lot of people that think about death. And I think that's a legitimate question for people who are going through that. But doesn't that question, especially presented in that way, it's kind of a scare tactic. It, it feels like be. It, it's it, almost like heaven becomes the idol at that yes, point. Yeah. I don't want the relationship <laughs> with Jesus. I just want to make sure I'm not in hell if the I get end, in a car crash. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is the means to the end, which is heaven, which is not really the gospel. Yeah. The gospel is Jesus what Jesus isn't just the the means, he is the end. You know, which brings so, back that other question uh, I've heard before: If uh, God or put Jesus in there, if, if God wasn't in heaven, would you still want to go? Right, there? exactly. And so then you probably remember this. Probably, I oh, mean, maybe twenty years ago, Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. Remember Purpose Driven oh, yeah. Life? The yep. big, I mean, uh, Rick Warren, Purpose Driven Life. If you're around for that, you probably your church probably did a forty day campaign, yep. right? And the whole idea was purpose. Why am I here? And he wrote. That's the whole reason why I wrote that book. And so, and and again, I. I think I, I like the Purpose Driven Life book. Now, I have some issues with that. I think his entire explanation of how to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior is is weak sauce in that book, okay? <laughs> so I know people here are like, what do you mean you like that book? I've got major issues. I've got major issues with that book because I feel like he doesn't really come to the admit you are a sinner, that you deserve hell, that you must repent. And a lot of people had issues with he never talked about the word repentance in mm-hmm. that book. But but the whole idea is... But that makes it, uh, for the people at large, to digest a little easier, yeah. right? Don't you think? Yeah. He, I, he shied away from yeah, he shied digging away, in. he shied away from some, some hard language. But the whole premise of the book is there are a lot of people that are asking this purpose question. And that's... That's the whole reason why I wrote the book. And so, um, and then the morality question, maybe not, I think maybe some of these things might be generational, they might be cyclical, but I've had conversations with people that say, I can't accept a God who sends people to hell. Hmm. That's a morality issue. Or I can't accept a God who condemns gay people. I've had conversations with with people that literally say, I would be a Christian, but I don't like the Bible's perspective on homosexuality. That is a morality question, okay? So 
these are all things that people have. And so, um, you know, what, what I tend to do, and this is, this is how I bring up these four existential questions. When I'm developing a relationship with a non-believer, uh, I, I really want to get to know them first. I, I'm not out, I'm not in it for my, you know, uh, I'm not a salesman. That's my whole point. Yeah. I don't, it, people can smell if you are there for, you know, you've got some ulterior motives going on. You're not showing up with a black tie. Yeah, and yeah, white yeah, shirt yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm also not thinking how quickly can I get to my presentation of the gospel. Yeah. I'm taking my time. I'm getting to know, I'm letting know that I care about them. I value them. But the whole idea is first time I meet with someone, I'm just getting to know them. I want to hear their story. I want to hear what's go, you know, what brought them to this place with the life, their life decisions, whether they're single, whether they're married, um, all of those kinds of things, why they chose the career. I want to find out about their career, how much they enjoy their job. Man, I spend, I spend the bulk of my first time with people just getting to know them. Usually when we meet, I'm like, let's do this again. And most people would love to do that again. Yeah. And usually when I meet them the second time, I, I, we talk a little bit more about what's going on in their life. And then I say, Hey, listen, can I, do you mind if I ask you a, a question? And they're like, sure. I, I always say, you know, I'm a pastor. You know, I'm a pastor. I do that for a living. And, and usually in the first meeting, I share my story yeah. a little bit. I said, I'm just curious. Do you ever have any questions about God or faith? Now I have never had anyone say, how dare you ask me that question? In fact, what I have found is the majority of time, I, I would say 99% of the time, most people are like, oh yeah, yeah. I have a lot of questions. Because well, everyone wants to talk about themselves. Right. And you didn't, you know, <laughs> but I'm serious. You didn't say, hey, here's what you need to here's believe. What, here's what I need to believe and yeah. you need to believe this as well. You said, hey, it's an open-ended question. Do you well, have any thoughts What are on the it? questions you have? And, and, and so they will go one or two ways. Um, sometimes they'll be like, Man, I've never thought about that, but yeah, I, give me some time to think about that. All right, great. Um, and or they might have some questions. Yeah, I have a question, and they might ask some little questions. But usually within that second conversation, I say, "Hey, listen, let me let me. I've got a question for you. Most people that I talk to have these four big questions in life they're trying to find the answers to, and I'm just curious if you have any of these four questions." Are questions that you that really resonate with you that you're that you're seeking to answer right now, and I I introduce these four questions. You know, questions on you know why you know why am I here? What why is or or that's purpose? Um, how did I get here? Where did I come from? Questions of origin. What's good and true? Questions of morality. And what's going to happen when I die? If if out of those four questions, what's the question that resonates with you most? And every single time I've asked those that question and introduce the four questions, they have said, oh my goodness, this question. And now it's one of those four, mm-hmm. but every single one is, that's a question I, I'm, I'm asking myself. I think about this all the time. And again, it, and that opens the door. Now I know how to talk with them. I know the questions they're asking. And now I can do my own, okay, so now I need to prepare. I said, well, listen, let's, let's talk about that next time. Great. And you do thinking on this, I'll do thinking on this and let's talk about it. Again, I'm I'm always listening. I'm always seeking. I'm always not coming with my own agenda of here's what we're going to talk about today. I'm always just asking questions and they're the ones who I'm they're opening the doors saying, "Come on in." Yeah. And it doesn't sound in. like you're overwhelming them with, "Okay, here's where you came from. Here's where you're going. Here's what, <laughs> It's like, "Hey, which one of these, <laughs> you know, which one of these are you most concerned about?" Yeah. I know that that leads to answering the other questions down yeah, the road. Exactly. And that's the thing cuz most people are thinking, "Well, if they're only choosing one, 
when you get to the other, well, you invariably have to answer all yeah, four of those you, questions. Yeah, you have to. You're going to get to all four of those issues, but the front door is always going to be the one question that you're saying, I'm not sure, so sure about this. And so you can't talk about purpose without talking about that we were created as in, in, in the image of God, right? Like you're invariably going to go course, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let me ask. Let me play devil's avocado sure. real quick. Um, <laughs> avocado. Just, I, I'm sure there's someone listening. Yeah. I'm sure that why didn't you share the gospel the first time you met with him? Yeah. What's your response to that? Because I love the fact you did build that relationship mm-hmm. and that rapport because there mm-hmm. is trust there mm-hmm. and it does open doors to, yeah. to more conversation. Yeah. But what would you say to somebody who's like, you know what? You should have shared it the first time because what if he had gotten in a car okay, wreck so on the way home? Okay, so here's how I'd answer that. When I talked, when I shared my life story, I shared the gospel. I was able to share with them where I was in life, the decisions I made um, to follow Jesus. Or, you know, I, I might not use Christianese, but I will use language like um, I decided that that I wanted to make God the most important thing in my life. And when I learned about who Jesus was and what He did for me on the cross, it changed. You know, when I realized that, and I said, you know, that's what I want to live for, mm-hmm. and that's what I want to give my life to. And I, I'm sharing components of the gospel throughout my entire life story. Yeah, so one of two things I'm sure happens is either, either A, they're uncomfortable and don't want to talk about it right now, yeah. or B, they're curious and going to yeah. ask some questions. Yeah, and if they say, well, tell me more about that. Like, how did you make that decision? How did you figure out, like, that's what you wanted to do? So, again, but that's for them. Yeah. Like, if they want to know more, obviously I'm going to be like, that's for the second conversation. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to. No, 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 no. <laughs> Lunch next week. The whole point The whole point of these conversations is you just take the next open door they give you. Yeah, yeah. Until they shut the door, until someone says, I'm done. And I remember having these conversations. There's a, there's an unbeliever in my life for about a year that I was doing this with. And I was ta- having com- weekly conversations with him or every other week. And um, got to the it, it got to the point where... He he and I had talked about all of these things, and I got to the point where I was like, "Listen, do you are you interested in learning more? Do you want to study the Bible?" And he's just like, "No, hmm. I'm out." And at that point, you're like, okay, like I'm going to respect that. This is yeah. like you no longer. This is no longer an interest to you. And but I've also had people that have kept opening doors. And so the whole point is, you keep you keep op- going until they say. I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. When Emily and I were first talking, my wife, we, uh, she said to me very specifically, she said, I enjoy listening to you talk about God and the Bible and stuff. She said, but that's, I don't ever invite me to church. With you. <laughs> Just do not invite me to church. And later I invited her and she ended up coming with me. So sometimes you yes. can push back yeah. on people yeah. and say, hey, you know what? Let's just, let's But it also a takes further. time. Sometimes Absolutely. it does take time for Absolutely. you to build that relationship. And so. Um, it, it kind of brings to mind, and this may be a bad comparison. If it is, mm-hmm. let me know. But it, it feels like when Jesus taught in parables. He would teach to a large crowd, and then when when all that was done, a lot of them would leave, and the ones who really wanted to know and hear stuck more. around. They were like, t- so that That's, sounds like the second lunch meeting. That is a great illustration of just the whole idea is you're giving them something to think about. And that's the other thing I would say after all of my times with people is like, hey, I want you to think about this question when we, before we get come back next time. Even when, I, when people are like, okay, where do I come from? Hey, why don't you do some research on that? What do you think are the ideas of where people come from? Or I might say, hey, listen, in in, in my faith tradition, um, as a Christian, there's some things that, that, we, that we lean on philosophically, um, logically, um, and even biblically that, that define for us where we come from. 
Um, I'd love for you to read this. I, can I send you an article about the teleological argument of God? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to read that. I've never met anyone's like I do, I don't want to read it. I don't want to learn. I don't want to, they're they're always yeah, I'd love to I would love to learn more about that. And I'll send them a I'm send them an article off and, and that Brett makes me like, okay, I need to know what I believe about this issue, right? So if someone if it's all about the creation stuff, man, I'm going to go back and before I meet with them, I'm going to brush up on the teleological argument and the cosmological argument for God, and I'm going to talk about that and I'm also going to brush up on the origins of Genesis, hmm. right? Yeah. And so all of those things are, you know, so depending on whatever one you're you're thinking about, then, you know, th- for example, the purpose question, people's like, why am I here? I always, I will always go back to the image of God. So we'll talk about creation, that God created us and with a purpose. And therefore, the reason why we are always looking for something is because we were created with this God's shape, you know, as Pascal said, this God's shape. A hole in our in our in our lives, and so I always bring up, hey, you know, what are the what are the things that people live for today? Money, pleasure, success, you know, what? And I always ask them the questions, and I say, what do you think happens to the people that get all the money in the world or have the greatest success? Do you think that? Just think about your own life. As much, you know, every time you add a zero to your to your, you know, your salary, every time that you add, you know, another achievement. I said, at the end of the day, does that completely satisfy your soul? And every single person, no, it's not. And I said, it's because most of us as human beings, we lean our, we, 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 we climb these ladders and we're all seeking something. And we think that there's something at the top of the ladder that's going to really satisfy our souls. And the reality is there's nothing here on this earth that really satisfies our souls, which means that we are made something that satisfies can only be that God can give to us. And so then I introduced the gospel. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came because he, you know, the whole idea of how we fall. And I, and I always use the, um, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways to share the gospel. I use the four words, there's the three circles, there's four words, there's the Romans road. I use four words. Um, God, man, Jesus response, or another four, the the, simil, the the parallel words are creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And I talk about each of those four words. I can talk about God. God created the world perfectly, and man rebelled against that. And that's why Jesus came to, to pay the penalty for our sins. And when we repent in, of our sins and put our faith and trust in Jesus, what that means, he restores to us our relationship with him. Now, not just here in the now, but for eternity. I mean, I just in 15 seconds explain the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Now, and I'll probably elaborate a lot more on those things, but that's those are the kinds of questions, those are the kinds of things you want to do when you are having these spiritual conversations. Jim Carrey said that he wishes everybody be- could become famous just so they would realize that's not it. Oh, absolutely. I thought that was a great quote from someone who is famous, who's in the middle of it. Oh, man, that like, is a, just, It's just not it. It's a phenomenal quote. I think, I think there's... I've I've said this. I think that fame is actually a curse. Mm-hmm. I think that most people that are famous at the end of the day wish that after they taste that the initial sweetness of that fruit, the bitterness, mm. you know, the, the the lingering effects of the bitterness is I just wish I could be live a normal life. Yeah, you get so much, but you have so much taken away. Yes, yeah, and so I think the but those are the things when we realize that um, we can even use our own profits. You know, remember Jim Carrey said. I wish everyone, you know, we can we can quote people they know. We don't always have to quote scripture. Now, I always bring people back to scripture. And the, the other thing I tend to do with these things is I try to say this. 
listen, I'm I'm a person who believes that that the Bible has the answers for for all of these questions. And so if you're open to reading the Bible with me, I'd love to start reading the Bible with you. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in doing that? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> and I've never again, <laughs> I've never had someone tell me besides that one person I told you about for a, a, a few years ago. But I would say 95% of the time I've had someone say, "Yeah, I'd love to do that." And now sometimes it takes years for people to mm-hmm. accept Christ. But the point is, you just always keep taking the open door. You always keep asking questions. And as you read the Bible, it will, what happens is every time they're reading the Bible, they're coming back with 10 more questions, five more questions. You never run out of stuff to talk yeah, about. Absolutely. And so you just keep letting the Word of God and the Spirit of God work and move, and then they're going to be stirring up in his heart and in in her heart, and you'll just... And the Spirit of God in that moment, I promise you this, one of the, sometimes the greatest fear for, for people saying, well, I don't know what to say. Ben, you're a pastor and you have all these things. Listen, I, I can tell you this. There's a lot of times I, I went into these meetings and I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And every single time God gave me the exact words, or I read an article that week that spoke to this, or I read something in the Bible that week that you know the Spirit of God said, share with them this verse. And in that moment, God gives us exactly what we need in the moment for these kinds of conversations. Yep. So, yep. anyways. And I cannot remember the the, the verse, but it, I do know it, in the Bible it tells you not to be afraid when you're standing yes. before kings. Yeah, because Jesus is talking about it. Yeah. You, will, you will be given the words that's to right. say. Exactly. Yeah, that's given me a lot of yeah. comfort yeah. over time, too. So, Ben, this has been a great conversation and also just a kind of a nice little peek into sharing the gospel with yeah. someone else and answering life's questions that we can uh, ultimately find truths in the Bible and in the Scripture, and we can point people in the right direction on how to answer each that's one right. of these questions. So, that's right. thanks for joining us again on this episode of Life Talks. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.